of jumped to the middle of your life, but if you want to backtrack, what was your childhood like? What were, what was it like growing up Tri for you? For me, yeah. growing up, well, I was born in Minnesota, and um, I lived until I was 18 in Minnesota. I lived in, we rented, my father was a pharmacist in a small town outside of St. Paul. We rented an apartment until um, I was 10, and then my folks bought a house. And I became part of a neighborhood, went to neighborhood schools, all the same schools, all through until I graduated and went to Minneapolis to the university there. I, took, I, I went my first two years, I went to a small school in Illinois cause, because I thought that would be good for me to get away to somewhere different. Mm -hmm. And it was good for me for somewhere different. But my parents, both my father graduated from the University of Minnesota and he preferred that I graduate from there and so I did. And after college is when you guys met? In college. In college. But we didn't get married till we were all through with college and out working, both of us. And what did you study in college? Education. 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 I was a elementary studied elementary education and mm. uh, I was a special education teacher. Oh, what was that like? Was it like wonderful? I loved it. It was great fun. Yeah, I loved it. Working with kids, kind of. We're indi in individual children with that had different problems. Some of them had physical, mental, or mental problems. Some of them had just been moved too often. Some of them spoke a foreign language, had to learn English, but I liked it very much. But they were a little behind, and my job was to help them catch up as much as I possibly could and help the families if they uh, understand what, what they could do to help the right, children. Right. And would you say it, would, it was like a little more difficult than just elementary education? No, I don't think so. It was the same? I don't think so. Classrooms teachers work very hard, particularly, particularly now. Yeah. And no. did you, like, as a teacher overall, did you, you know, like? I, I, my job was, if possible, to get every child back into a regular classroom, operating with a regular teacher and a regular classroom full of kids. Right. Not all kids could do it, but somewhere along the line, even if it took two years usually, uh, we could start moving the children back into a regular classroom. Now, that was primarily, I played a catch-up job to get them ready. And uh, some children that had physical disabilities could still, were still very good mentally and they could go in a regular classroom too. And is there one like moment or like a time that you remember specifically, like it was very impactful to you, it was very imprinting in your mind? Um, well, I can't, I, th I think uh, as far as, uh, I don't know, maybe, uh, writing c curriculum was for me was 
the State Department asked me to write with a group of people to help write curriculum for special mm. education students. Now, I'd never done that before, but I, working with a team, we we did that and and we we sold the curriculum all over the United States and they they sent us the uh, Colorado State Department sent there were five people we they sent us to uh, different school districts all over the country and Canada mm. and that was very very educational to me I right. thought we liked it. It was, oh, it was interesting and it was fun, but it was also very good for us because we got ideas from everybody and they got ideas from us that they didn't try, have wanted to try. Mm -hmm. And just out of curiosity, what do you like, what's the most important thing you keep in mind while writing those curriculums? I wanted the children at whatever age or level they were and learning level they were at to be able to operate in the real world, to learn how to act socially and uh, academically out in the real world so that they could operate by themselves, if at all possible. For most of my kids, that was a, was a high possibility. But there are some children who can never live alone and others that can. Most of my children could if they had enough education so that they could get cer certain jobs. Mm -hmm. So reading, writing, mathematics, social skills, all those things pay a big part in how a young person operates in in the world and it, it, we want to get them to that point by the time they're ready to leave school. Definitely. I think that's very important. Yeah, mm -hmm. just what you're doing. <laughs> right, and I have a quick question. What was like the hardest and the easiest part of your job? Well, the uh, hardest part was probably uh, moving around too much in the early years. But the best part was that it was a scientific field and I enjoyed the scientific challenge to try to solve problems. Right, problem solving. Um, so you guys said that you have kids? We have two children. And are they all grown up? Married? Yes, yes. And did they kind of study geology education or something completely different? Well, um, our son is a microbiologist by training. Wow. Our daughter uh, got a degree in um, natural Colorado or natural resources, and she worked for a company uh, for natural resources for many years, and then uh, she has always leaned toward education. So she now is uh, a special education teacher. Really? Mm -hmm. Right in the footsteps of the mother. <laughs> <laughs> well, she liked it better than she did natural resources. Mm -hmm. I don't know. She got chased by a bear once. Maybe that had something to do with it. A I don't bear? hear. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a fast runner. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> 
And do you have any hobbies that you like to do, whether that was like before retirement or after retirement? Hobbies? Um, well, gemstones and jewelry mm -hmm. became a hobby after I was married. Is it like collecting or is it like making? No. It's learning. It's learning. more learning. It's learning and it's, it's collecting minerals to some degree, yes, mm -hmm. okay? Um, but it's, 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 the, it's the learning. When we travel, then we, I want to know, what is a state gemstone? I think everybody should know what the state gemstone is of, this, of their state or their state mineral, okay? So I don't, I don't collect things very much. I've always been interested in antiques, antique mm -hmm. furniture, antiques of almost any kind. Mm -hmm. But I don't collect anymore. I don't have space for it. What is the state gemstone of Colorado? I'm going to let you find that out. Oh boy. Look look that up on the internet. Oh. Look that up. It's pink. Pink. Is it like pink topaz? Or no. Like? Oh. Oh, you're making me want to search it up now. Uh, no, you'll have to you'll have to have to guess it. It has a it, it has a funny name. It has What a does it start with? Oh, should we tell her that? What's the state gemstone of Colorado? What does the first letter? Well, we have um, several things. We have a state gemstone, which I believe is amethyst, right? No. Oh, no. Uh, no. Aquamarine. Aquamarine. Aquamarine, yeah. Aquamarine is pink. But we have no, a, I don't mean pink. I shouldn't have said that. We have that. a state mineral, too, which is uh, the, the red mineral from the central Colorado. And then we have a state rock, which is marble, oh. which is from the town of Marble, Colorado. And I have a question. Do you have, like, a favorite mineral rock gemstone? Do I have what? A favorite mineral rock or gemstone? You have mm. a gemstone that's very unusual. Tell it. You have it in your collection. You have a, a mineral that a gemstone that is a different color than what most people think of. What is it? I don't know what that would be. What What do you have that's red that should be green, that everybody thinks of as green? Emerald? Oh, it's like a red emerald. Right. Red emerald? Right. Is that a thing? Yeah. Red, red emerald. He's a sample of a red emerald. There is a mine in a United, in a, in a state called Utah where there is quite a famous mine that has a, a red emeralds. Oh they don't call it emerald, they call it red Be barrel. Red barrel. Which is the mineral name for it. Yeah. But it is the same thing as emerald. Emerald is green and this one is red. Is that one probably like your most valuable one? It's well, probably they, one of the most unusual ones. Right. I don't know whether it's, I mean, uh, it's, it's very costly. It's very costly. You know, it's rarer than diamonds. Of course, of course, yeah. yeah. And most people think diamonds are very rare. They're not. There are diamonds found all over the all over the world. There are there are many stones that are rarer than diamonds. They may not cost as much, but they are harder to to find, or they're only found in one lo locale. Mm -hmm. Okay, whereas diamonds are found in many places. Exactly. They're very pretty. But and is that red emerald your favorite too? No, I don't. I don't have a favorite stone really? particularly. Yeah, 
I, uh, I'm pretty fond of black opals from Australia. Black opals? Well, they are oh so beautiful, you know. Do they have like the same like kind of rainbow, like? Mm -hmm. <gasps> they are spectacular. They're, they, in my humble opinion, they are much more spectacular than white opals. Oh my God. But, uh, and they're, they're, they are really beautiful, mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, the best ones, you can find them in a couple of other locations, but the best ones are from a, uh, Australia. Australia. Did you like go all the way to Australia to? Well, we went to Australia, but we didn't go just to see minerals. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> wanted to see, I wanted to see, we went to Australia and New Zealand, mm -hmm. but we, uh, we did, we did think about the ovals and, and wherever we go we think of natural resources of that, you know uh, we're interested in the people and and the things to see there but we're also it just comes by nature to us to what are the resources of that state or the country mm -hmm. of course yeah so that's natural resources is a big priority for us and have you guys traveled like all around the world Traveled, but not all, not around, all around the world. The world. <laughs> we <laughs> quite a few places. We've been mostly traveling in Europe. Uh, we haven't been to Asia. Closest we've been to Asia is probably Hawaii. I don't, uh, you know, that's. But so most of our travels. But Blair has traveled to some kind of unusual places like Cyprus. And, uh, and we've been to most European countries. And do you have like a favorite country or like a favorite, you know, time? Do you have a favorite country, Blair, that we went to? No, I don't have any favorites, I don't think. Or one that I, you really liked? Just I love Norway. Norway. I love Norway. What is it about Norway? It's beautiful. It's it's very green and very forested oh, yeah. and beautiful seashores and uh, interesting small towns and the fjords are a knockout. There, it's just very beautiful. Oh yeah. We like my family background is English, mm -hmm. so. We've been to England several times, and uh, we like England. Blair's ancestry is from Wales. He is 100% Welsh. Mm -hmm. So there's a Welsh-English contact there, whereas we've never been to Scotland, so I, I would like to go to Scotland someday, right. you know, that sort of thing. And we haven't had any experience in the Pacific, whereas a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. So. And you guys want to continue your travels in the future? Well, kind of look at Scotland, you know, maybe. Maybe. On, uh, we're getting a little old for big trips, but uh, short trips are, would be okay. We're okay. And you too? That's about it. Yeah. Do you guys have any last words for your audience that you would like to share? I don't think so. Any Thank you advice? very much.
Yeah, we enjoyed talking with you. Oh, thank you so much. Hey, thank you. It was very pleasant. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we will be back with another episode next time.